name's David John Phillips. I have the honor of getting to be the pastor here. There's no place I'd rather be. There's nothing I'd rather be doing than getting to, to do this. It's an honor, um, and I'm thankful, and I'm thankful that you chose to spend your Sunday morning here. And for the first time since we've been at this location, those of you, some of you are watching online because you couldn't come today. And thank you for choosing to, to watch online. We're, we're finally streaming. Would you guys just give our team a big old hand? I'm excited for you to go see it. I know it's going to be awesome. Um, today is the last Sunday of the testimony series, which I've really enjoyed. Next week, we start Emmanuel. Preparation for Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. And December 24th, we're having a Christmas Eve service at 6 p.m. right here. And that Christmas Eve service is going to be a family service where we're going to have things. We're going to have amazing hot chocolate. We're going to have uh, the, uh, can, candy canes will be given out. We'll have candy canes just for the kids and a story for them in here uh, spoken by our very own children's director. And then Courtney and I will share the Christmas story. And man, I would encourage you to come, invite your families, invite those far from Jesus. Invite those that only come to church on Christmas Eve because it's going to be an opportunity for them to come to know Jesus and get connected to the body of Christ. So that's very important. We won't have service on the 26th uh, just to let the families enjoy one another, but we will have service that Friday night on Christmas Eve. Amen? All right, let's get to it. We are in our testimony series. I want to take a moment as we've done all of this uh, every time to remind you of what we've learned and then impart a little new thing, and then we'll, ha we'll hear some testimonies of some mighty, amazing people of God, which will be fun and learn from it. You ready? All right, so the first question, as always, is what is testimony? We have learned that testimony is a written or spoken record of the supernatural working of God. And we're all, as believers who follow Jesus, we are witnesses if you're not a witness, then you're not a born-again Christian. And in order to be a witness, you have to have a testimony, which means you have to have experienced the supernatural working of God in your life. Just being born again, him calling you to himself, is the beginning of your testimony. So we're not secondhand storytellers here. As a Christian, we have a personal relationship that was initiated by God and we responded. And because of that, we are now a witness of his working in our life. And the more we walk with him, the more we have the ability to share the story of what he's doing in and through us. The testimony, he's the main character. Amen? Ooh, that was good. That was a good amen. Come on. All right. Number two, we've learned what is the purpose of testimony, and we've really focused on Psalms 119, 111, which we've learned says that your testimonies are my heritage. They are the joy of my heart. Then being the joy means we honor testimony, the testimony of God when we hear it. We don't just explain it away as, oh, that's good for you. No, we honor it. Why? Because there are heritage. There are inheritance. We've learned that as a heritage, uh, a heritage is something that is transmitted by or acquired from a predecessor. Now, here's the little bit of a, a new thing in that. Like, well, continue to, to rehash what we've said, meaning if I have walked in something in the Lord and I'm, I'm sharing a story of what Jesus has done in my life, on my life, through my life, around my life. As I'm sharing that testimony, I'm transmitting to you. And if you, you're honoring it and you're believing it and receiving it by faith, you're acquiring from me the knowledge, the revelation that God wants to do in you and through you, on you and around you, the same things that he's done in me. It's, you're hearing your inheritance, your inheritance. Amen? Amen. It's good. And, and I'll, I'll share another verse with you that I, that I thought about in, in Hebrews. It says, it says, consider your leaders, consider their way of life, and imitate their faith. For God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Now think about that. 
when I hear a testimony, now we're, we're to submit one to another, right? So even though I'm, quote unquote, the pastor of the church, if I hear a testimony of something that God is doing in, through, on, and around your life, that maybe it's an area of, of, of a relationship with God that I'm not consistently walking in, or I, I want to experience in my life, I'm going to listen to your testimony, and I'm con- going to consider your way of life in that area. Why? Well, one, I'm su- uh, we're submitting one to another, right? So I'm learning from you. You're leading me in that area of your life. So I'm considering your way of life, and I'm going to imitate your faith. Why? Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Meaning, how they experience Jesus in that area of their life, the, the way that they, they understood that revelation, that the, the way that they 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 are doing that in Christ. I need to imitate that in order to get the same result in my life. So we learn from one another in our relationship, hearing how people are walking and receiving their inheritance. Inheritance is not something that's earned. It's something that someone else earned that we are recipients of and we received. So I'm learning how to receive from Jesus from you when you share a testimony in the same way that you do by, to imitate the way that you believe in that area so that I can experience Jesus in the same way because God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Catch that. Whenever you hear a testimony of something that's not, you're not experiencing it in your life, it's your inheritance. Receive it. And don't just leave it, but begin to put it into practice in the same way the person did. Say, Father, I see how you're working in their life. Lord, and not that I'm envying it. No, it's, it's giving me a desire to know you in the same way. Thank, thank you, God, that you put people around me that I can hear that testimony in that same way. And Lord God, would you show me what it looks like to know you in that way, in that area of my life? And when I, when I share the testimony of what God's done in my life, it helps others in the same way. That's the importance of relationship and connection in the body. That's why it's not just to come and sit on your seat and go about your day. That's why we have small groups. That's why we have surf teams. So we can interact constantly with one another and hear about each other's relationship with Christ. And as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Amen? Today's going to be a good day. I want to share with you testimony of what God's been doing through Real Church. You know, your guys, Courtney talked about, you know, tithes and offerings, and, and, which is awesome. But, you know, I share this. We're able, the more we grow in our understanding of who he is, the more we grow, more people that are connected to here, the more we grow, more people that are, that are, passionate about Christ, the more effective this local body grows at being able to shine the light of Jesus more effectively in this community and around the world. And so we, as a church body, I've said this multiple times, we give at least 10%. We tithe at least many times over and above that and I, to expand his kingdom around the world and locally. So like, for instance, part of what came in for the month of November and October, we used in order to uh, give Thanksgiving dinners to uh, some homeless students and their families that go to Oak Grove Middle School and to help some other needy families in the area, which is awesome. So that was part of it. You know, we're going to do the same thing to, to give radically bless kids with their Christmas wishes for those, those homeless families for Christmas, which is going to be amazing. And it's going to serve. And it's a no strings attached. It's not like I'm giving this so you'll come to our church or I'm giving this so that you'll do this. No, God's love and God's kindness is no strings attached. So when you walk away, they're like, they really love me. You know, most people, when you give them something, they're like, all right, what do you need from me? That's not the kind of love that Jesus has. So I share that, but we also want to expand his kingdom around the world. And God opened up the door 
for us a year ago to begin partnering in Pakistan with a dear friend of mine named Daniel. And I just want to take a moment to share the story, and I'll share some pictures with you. And it's a testament of what God has done, and there's a reason for it. And then we're going to invite a couple of others to share some testimonies up here. Um, But we started in this unreached area of Pakistan, and believe it or not, it's close to India, so there's 80% Hindu, this, this, this area. No running water, no electricity. And in this area, a year ago, before we started with Daniel, there was one family of believers that he had led to Jesus a year before. One family. This area has about a little over 10,000 people. And we sowed to help him with a revival service. He wanted to do like a crusade service or a big gathering of people where he shared Jesus. And 400 people showed up from those, this area of about 15 villages. And of those 400 people, 300 over the course of three days gave their life to Jesus. Which is, this was a year ago. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a big deal. Now, there's no churches. There's nobody around. And they get kicked out of their Hindu temple, which was the only water well in their their village, so they have no access to water. So we began to drop water wells in these 15 villages so that they called it the water of life. So Because now they have access to clean water. God's providing for them and using us. We get to be a part of it. But not only that, not only is God providing for them, now they're able to give out that water freely, and it's creating more influence for the kingdom in the area. It's cool. Well, you guys were radically generous. We gave the whole offering one-fifth Sunday, um, and it paid for a guy from Daniel's team to move eight hours from where he lived with his wife and kids to move there and live there for six months to disciple these new believers and to raise up leaders and pastors in each of the 15 villages. So he began doing that. And over the course of six months, it went from 300 believers to 450. And then... After six months, we did another revival service. Well, there's been influence now. So on the next revival service, 2,000 people showed up. And of the 2,000, six months ago, 900 and something gave their life to Jesus for the first time. Yeah. Guys, we're getting to be a part like, of this from the ground up. It's awesome. And so that's over 1,300 believers now. And... We haven't done a crusade since or a big revival service or whatever, but they've already been discipled and there's already leaders and they're continuing to multiply. So now in the last six months, this is one year, in one year, it has went from one family of believers to now over 27 villages are impacted by the gospel. We have 17 wells and over 2,000 believers, and it's continuing to multiply. Will you bring up just the pictures? Let's go through, let's go through them uh, if we can. And I just want to give you a visual of what we were talking about. Okay, perfect. Beautiful people. Go to the next one. There's Daniel, and he's baptizing someone. Go to the next one. That's the, the 2,000 people. That's that first uh, revival service. The, the Hindu man that owns that field reported that after we did that, his crops multiplied. And, and, and not, only, not only did his crops, so he wants us to come back. And it'll actually hold 10,000. So that's what we're praying for in February. Um, but, but not only did his crops multiply, people from uh, the, the believers, I mean, from the the village that weren't believers started bringing the sick and those that were um, uh, possessed by demons, because it's real, to him, and he didn't know what to do with them, this Hindu man. So he started sending them to our, past- our pastors and our leaders, and they started getting healed and delivered. And so he called Daniel and asked him to pray for his lower back, and his lower back was healed. And then he invited Daniel and his team when they went to his house to share Jesus with his family. And now he wants us to do a, a crusade of ten, that'll fill it up for 10,000 people. How amazing is that? The gospel spreading. It's awesome. Go to the next one. And the next one. And the next one. Oh, that's the well. The children happy. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Next one. That's one of the small groups. Small groups are important, by the way. We're doing them all around the world. They work. It's awesome. The next one. There's a new believer who gave his life to Jesus within the last year, baptizing another new believer, and it's reproducing. Are there any more? Oh. Yeah, how awesome is that? A family gave their life to Jesus. Next. Oh, we'll go to that in a little bit. So you can pull, up, pull this up again. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is a testimony of what Jesus has done. And we learned last week that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning what Jesus has done reveals what he intends to do to those who hear. If in one year God can multiply from one family to over 2,000 believers in over 27 villages, imagine what he can multiply through you here. What do we have to do? Receive it and believe it and walk it out. It's amazing. But not just there. I want to invite our first person for testimonies up, Olivier. Olivier, as he's coming up, I want to tell you about him. Mighty, yeah, would you give him a big old hand? <laughs> Olivier is a mighty man of God. I've introduced him multiple times. Come over here, brother. You can have a seat, my friend. He's been serving in our church for over two years. He's from Burundi. God's opened the door, and part of our monthly tithe is going to his ministry too now. He started a church in Burundi um, six years ago, five years ago, seven years ago? Six years ago. And he has shown to be trustworthy and faithful. And we've identified some virgin villages, untouched or very little touched by the gospel around where his church is. And I, I believe not only is what God doing in Pakistan going to happen here and multiply rapidly, but it's going to happen there. And God's going to use it to bless his church. But you realize Burundi's the poorest nation in the world? And what an honor and opportunity to sow into that. But here's the thing. In these type of relationships, we're not just giving into Pakistan. We're receiving. A relationship is gives and receives. We're receiving so much from their faith, from that relationship. And I can't wait to one day have Daniel standing here testifying of what God has done. And this relationship, many of you have already received of what he's sown into your life praying for you. And it's amazing and an honor. And it's going to be amazing to walk with him to see how the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom from Congo, refugee to Burundi to here, is going to help to sow Jesus into our community and how we're partnering with him to help sow Jesus into Burundi. Would you guys give God a big old hand for what he's doing? Brother. <laughs> God is good. God is good all the time. All the time. This is the man who, who, who hosted a couple weeks ago, and, and you heard amen, amen. <laughs> and and, and when, when, you, when we say God is good, you say? And all the time, God is good. There we go. So, my friend, I, I, as we've done throughout the testimony series, I want to ask you uh, to share a testimony, share a story of what of the supernatural working of God in, on, or through your life. We want to listen and learn. Okay. Good morning, really, church. I'm Olivier. My name is Olivier. I know uh, almost of you, you know me. Amen. Um, first, I thank God for this opportunity for to standing with amazing people like you guys to share the testimony. And I thank Pastor David for this, uh, this opportunity gave me to, to share with you my testimony. And also, I know Whatever is happening right now, God is, is about God. Amen? Amen. 
And also, I wanna first let you understand that I'm not perfect in English. If you hear something, a word that is not uh, is not right, you'll understand, right? <laughs> amen, amen. Amen. So I have a lot to say. I have a lot to share as a testimony because for what God has done in my life, there is so much things that now, if I look back, I will say, God is so good. God is really, because I've seen God in so many ways in my life. But I wanna talk about two things that I felt the Holy Spirit lead me to share with you. And I believe uh, if you receive it, something is about to happen in your life today. Amen? Amen. First one is back on 2012. Uh, 2012, when I got a fire from God, I felt something different in me. Uh, God called me to, 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 to ministry. So, and you know, uh, at that, that time, I felt something different now in, in my life. And I, be, I began to be close to God. My relationship with, with Jesus grew up at that time. And I felt like I want to save the Lord. And at, the, at those times, I prayed a lot about myself, about my future, about uh, my life, because I didn't, know, I, did not want, I didn't know what to do in life. I was always asking myself question, uh, what is my destiny? I want to know, God, what you said about me? And I didn't have to answer. But when I got the fire of saving the Lord, now I began to pray, asking God to, uh, to reveal himself to me, not only by his promise to my life, but I, wanna, uh, I wanted to know him more and more. Amen, amen. And then uh, I, I got a vision about uh, how I will be in the future, so much things. But... The very important things, they are the very interesting things now if I, that I can share with you at that time. We, ha we had, uh, our lives were very, very down. You know, we, we went through so much difficult situation in my family, uh, in, in, in the point that it was very even hard to have a food to eat, you know. I know here in the U.S., we all eat like you, you have a food and you don't have a problem about eating or hungry. And some of your kids don't know even how to maybe to feel hungry, how it look like. But me, if I look back, I see it was very hard to, to get a food. And I remember those days we were suffering a lot about that because my dad uh, did not have a work and he, he was a preacher that he was just going for some uh, cities, preach the gospel of Jesus, but you, our life was very, very, very hard. And then I used to pray a lot about that because for me it was very, very tough. Wake up, go to school angry, and you, when you come back, you don't know if you'll eat or not. You know that? You go, you, you, you sleep, eat a little bit, when you wake up, there is nothing in, in the house, you go to school, and then you, you feel hungry, you are like, oh my God, I you know, and when you come back, you don't have nothing to eat, you know, that was very, very hard for us, because uh, you may pray, you may have whatever you have here, but I know how to be hungry look like, it's very, very hard. Some people out there are suffering, you know, and it was very, very hard for me. At those days, I remember there was a day that there was, I had a, a shoes, just it was only one shoes left. I went to school, I used it everywhere. When I went to church, I go to church, I had the same shoes. When I go to school, the same shoes. And there was a, a, a little bit, uh, just in front, in that shoe, there was some, it was opening like this. So we call it a month that we call those kind of food month because it's cut somewhere here and you can see your leg inside. You can see your finger from inside. You call it the, the mouth? Uh, oh yes, yeah, because mouth. we are mouthful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that day I, I went to school, I didn't even have the ability to go outside because if I go outside, all my brothers, they will see, hey, oh, you see how a man, a beautiful, and some boy like this, you have a shoes like that. And I was like this in the, in the classroom, 
there was no way, one way to do. And I prayed a lot about that. So, oh my. And I remember uh, there was a night that I said to God, God, I don't want to live here today until you, you answer me. I'm a servant. How can I have one shoes? And not only one shoes, but it's, it's broke already. And then I have the same when I go to church, the same shoes when I go to school, the same shoes I have. I say, God, today I, don't, I, will, I won't live here until I get a word from you. And that day, when I, I went back to school with my only one shoes, and then there was a lady that I don't know. Uh, that lady, I never seen her. She don't know me. I don't know her. And then she was like, when I was working, uh, just going to school, it was 7, 7 a.m. And she said, oh, sorry, can you come? And I said, okay, no problem, come. Good morning, how are you? You good? She said, yes, I'm good. So please uh, come to the place where I, to, to the market. I have a place there. He gave me the address. I have something for you. I said, why? Oh, okay. Come at three o'clock. Then I went there, and that lady was selling the shoes, different shoes. And then she gave me five pairs of shoes. Oh. I don't know that lady. She don't know me. I never met her before. And that lady, she's not even a Christian. She, she was she was Catholic. You know, you know. I knew at that time, God wanted to let, he, to let me know that he's, he's, he's there for me. Amen. I had one shoes, now she gave me f that lady, God used that lady to give me five shoes. I understood God is with me. Mm. I, I only had uh, a, a t-shirt which was black because of I, 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 I used to have like some like Couple, couple closing with when I walk, they say, "Oh, this guy, uh, we need to, uh, we need to pray for him to have like something for him to wear because this is this is it's really worth." And then I was, I was praying, say, "God, how uh, now I love you so much. Now I feel fire from you. How can you let me suffer in this kind of things?" And then God said, no, I'm with, I'm with you. I will, I, will, I, will, I will do great things in your life. I will feed you. Just be patient. At that time, there was a, another lady God touched. And then she came to me. She said, hey, Olivier, I feel you blessed. I, I feel blessed you. And then come to my place where I sell the clothing and all those things. I will give you some clothes. I went there. She gave me a big uh, bag of different kind of clothes and then she said I feel give you this and for me as that time it was a miracle for me because regarding how I was suffering at that time lack food no food sometimes we sleep angry you sleep there is nothing to eat and then they say okay uh, this little that's left we give to the kids and you got you your brother, you get, can stay there without eating anything. We slept like that. It's like you fast, but you don't have a request. You know, <laughs> and it was very, very hard for me. But if I see today where I am, standing in front of beautiful people like you, God is so great. Yeah. Amen. God, whatever you are going through in life, just keep praying. Believe that everything has its time. Amen, amen. Amen. That was my first testimony that I felt sure so with you today. So we can, what, what I'm hearing in that, or is there anything else that you want the people to hear from God yes. about that testimony? About this testimony? Yeah. Is there anything else you want them to know um, that God, God is saying to them through that testimony? You know, it's, what I know is there is people here that you have things in your heart. You have maybe like uh, sickness or some kind of things that you know you, you really please God to give you. But I wanna let you know, God, God is there for you. God is hearing your prayer. At the right time, you'll see him 
show up in your life Amen. with some kind of miracle. Amen? What I'm saying here is not just words come from my mouth, but God spoke to me that there there is people that really need help from me. But go and telling them that I know them and I'm about to do something. Amen, amen? Amen. God, God is a really, really good God. Whatever you, you have, any situation you are going through in life, know God is preparing you to have a testimony Come tomorrow. On. Amen, amen? Come For on. me, I share this because I know with my shoes or I, there was something that I forgot again. Uh, there was a day that we, we, we used to be, uh, to, we, we, there was nothing in the house to eat. And I, I, I reached the point that I took my shoes, the shoes that I had, go to a place, sell those shoes so that I will have something to eat at that day. And those shoes was like, let's say it was for $10. I was for ten dollars, let's say ten dollars. But because I was hungry and I went to that guy, he said, Hey, can you give me some money for these shoes? Because I need that I, I need some money to eat. And then she he said, Ah, these shoes no I will give you like let's say twenty-five cents. <laughs> Is what he gave me, twenty-five cents. Let's take from the value of that shoes and what he said he was like from that's the value of that shoes was ten dollar, and then he, he's supposed to give you maybe even maybe seven dollar, but he gave me twenty five cents, and I was ah, just bring that, and he gave to me that twenty five cents. I went to buy a uh, uh, what you call a sugar tree, and go to back to the house. Uh, divide to everyone, give to my sisters, say, let's eat. Sugar cane. A sugar, yes. Yeah, sugar cane. Life was very, very hard. That's why we are here in the U.S., in America. We have a good life here. Some, we, we, we have to be thankful for what we have here. Amen. Because there are people that are suffering out there. They are suffering a lot, especially for things like food, clothing. It's very... And we, are, very hard. we are blessed to be a blessing. And, and a, as he said, you can hear the testimony of how God provided and know that you can be patient in your waiting because he's a good father and he loves you and he cares about you. And even if he, if he provides for the lilies, like it says in I don't know, Matthew or Luke, and, and they're clothed even more with more splendor than Solomon, then he, he'll provide for you. Yeah. We must be patient. So, brother, you, you said you have another yes, yes. testimony. We, we, we want to we hear it. Um, let's do this. I'm, I'm going to invite Santos to come up first. Um, Santos, would you come up? And then we'll talk, we'll talk through these together, if that's, if that's good with you. I'm going to introduce this man. This is Santos. He's been faithfully serving at Real Church for over two years as well. And he, you know, there's a, there's a large Latino community in the area. And God has just put on our hearts. We, we, we know that we want to reach that Latino community for Jesus. Man, there's, there's, it's just amazing. Um, what God is doing throughout Latin America. Believe it or not, the largest aspect of the body of Christ, uh, the largest language in, in the world today from the body of Christ is Spanish. Did you know that? Not English, it's Spanish. There's more Spanish-speaking Christians than English-speaking Christians in the world. That being said, there's a lot of Latinos here that need Jesus. And this man is going to lead our Spanish-speaking service when we start one. Or bilingual, I don't know yet, and I don't know if it's gonna be in six years or in six months, but I know that this is the case. And he's a man that's proven faithful, and that he cares about you, he cares about this church, he cares about God, 
and he's faithful with a little. And so when you guys pray for this church, pray for the Latino community, we pray for the city. And once again, I don't know when, I don't know how, I just know. And uh, it's awesome. But God's been showing him a lot and has done a lot in his life as well. I wanted to have you up here. And I wanted to, I wanted to do this. I want to hear the second part of Olivier's testimony. But I want him up here because I believe we're going to talk about it a little bit. And then I want, I want, I want you to hear uh, his story as well. So Olivier, would you, would you share part two? Amen, amen. I always say amen, amen, because I don't know. That's how I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about Jesus. Amen. <laughs> My second testimony was what uh, God uh, did for me in the past, like two years ago. I had hernia. You know hernia? You know, it was somewhere here under the stomach. I was suffering a lot with hernia with, uh, from when I was in Africa. And I didn't want to go to the hospital to, to see the doctor so that I would show him what, I, what, I, what my problem was. And, and I remember I was expecting for my miracle, just praying and that hernia would disappear. That's, what, that's where was my faith. I said, no. I will never go to the hospital unless God touched this hernia and then disappear. That was my, that was what I was expecting. And then uh, the, the hernia continued to, to grow, continued to become more big. And then when I, we came here, I had that, I, I began to feel pains in that side. Very, very, very pains. It, it hurts a lot in that side. And then I was praying God to heal me, and God won't heal me. I don't know why, but I felt like, why God, you don't heal me, these kinds of things. I feel like I'm suffering now. I can't work, I can't lift heavy stuff because of this hernia. And then, uh, and I was wondering, because here, I didn't have in, in insurance to go to the hospital. And then I was praying, God, so God, I need your, your healing because I don't even have money to go to the hospital. And I know how expensive it is to go to the hospital. It's thousands of thousands of dollars, so I don't have those money. And then uh, I remember when, when a day, there was a day I felt pain, a severe pain in this side, in this hernia. I was suffering and say, hey, I, and I went to emergency. Just uh, right here, this hospital, they call Morton Plan something. I went there for emergency room, and then they just test me and f see how that's any worse. And then they say, back home, go to find um, a prim prim primary daughter. You f just text you and see uh, when you'll get surgery. And then I got a bill for $12,000, 12000 without even have one medicine. It was just testing for me. They wanted to know what's going on. $12,000. I didn't have any, anything to say. And I was like, oh, 20000 I feel like my life now is, is over. Because <laughs> I was planning to marry my wife. So I'm going to go to Africa after two years, go and marry my wife because I love her so much and trying to see how I will save money next year to go to Africa to do all those things. And then a bill come for $12,000. I say, ah, yeah, this is, the, the, these people want to kill me. <laughs> yeah, my friends, 12000 And then it was very, very uh, difficult for me. I was wondering what to do. There was nothing to do. And then at that time, I said, no, I only have solution is God. I, went, I took that bill, went to my living, my, my bedroom. I said, God. I give you, pay for me this money, $12,000. I never even see or count $12,000 since I was born. So this is like, <laughs> this is like, I wanna, maybe I wanna die, my life now is, is, you know. And then I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed about that, about, remember, it was just tests, no surgery. That was just, they, they make some testing, seeing how that's when I was, 12000 and then I prayed, 
and I saw an angel come down from heaven with a man in his hand and gave me that man. He said, take this man. Oh, I was, oh, oh. And I understood that God, God will pay me for this bill. God will pay this bill. And then uh, after a couple of days, and somebody came and said, yeah, oh, this man, oh, you, 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 sorry, my friend, 12,000. Ay, 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 ay. So, but I have an idea. Go to that hospital, ask for, because they, they have a program which you can apply and ask the government to pay even if later half for you, and then you'll pay half. But it was like for a young man like me, I'm strong, I'm working, it was like impossible for them to pay uh, all the amounts. But, and then I, I, I just apply, and then I sent, and then they sent me a letter that now your balance is zero. They Come pay off. off for me. I understood that the money that I was seeing, God's providing, God's pay for me. Come on. Amen, amen. Yeah. And then that's, that's very, that was very, very, uh, I learned that if you trust God in whatever you want God doing for you, God won't leave you. God will, will, will take care of you, of your needs. Amen, amen, amen. After a time, when I continue to pray, because I, I, I really wanted this earlier to, to, to get surgery or to heal, and then God touched a manager, a manager where I was working. He became just a friend. I, I share with them one day about my ministry. Let's be the kingdom ministry, which is the ministry that I, I have, the church in Africa, and all what I'm doing, it's let's be the kingdom ministry. I share with, with, with her what I'm doing. She began to cry, 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 and she said, Olivier, I want to help you. And I say, oh, you want to help me? Okay, no problem. Just let God be God. And then she, she said, uh, what is your problem? I said, I have this hernia and I don't have money to go to, to get surgery. Everything is hard. And then she said, oh, okay. And that, that year, it was, uh, it was close to December. She, she, be, she changed the plans of that company because of me, because she wanted me to have a, a good insurance that they will, they, they will pay almost everything for me for that surgery. And then she succeeded to change the plan of the company so that Olivier will have that uh, access to get surgery for cheap. And then they, she changed that plan, and then we get the insurance. insurance and then... Um, she caused, it was very, very, so much things to do, but she did all those things for me. Just a manager. And there was even nobody who had her phone number, nobody. But the God put that favor because God wanted to, uh, to help me to that situation. And then, after that, she succeeded to change the plan. I had a, a, an assurance, and then, you know, I supposed to pay even much more than twelve thousand because if they, they test and they, they charge me twelve thousand for surgery, maybe maybe fifty thousand. But I paid only three hundred fifty dollar. Only come on. Three hundred fifty dollar. Mm. God is good. And all all this for me is a big testimony. I've seen God in my hands. Amen. In life, in life. If you trust God, if you really you wanna you wanna get help from God, just trust Him by going to Him, present Him all the needs you have, you, you all the requests you have. God will always be there for you. Amen. Because I've seen God in my life, and God told me to tell you, you'll see Him in your life too. Amen. 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 That's my testimony. That's what I. If I look back, I see oh what God has done for me. God is really, and God is with me, and I keep believe in all what He have for me. It will come to pass. Amen. 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 Would you guys give God a big old hand? <laughs> Santos. Yes, sir. Would you share a story, a testimony, and I want you guys to honor what God did in Olivier as your heritage, your heritage, right? You can trust Him. He is good. What's the story of God working in and through your life, my friend? Supernatural working of God. Supernatural working. Um, yeah, that is God's business. Um, and, um, you know, I guess fortunately and unfortunately, I had a lot to choose from as far as testimony is mm. concerned. Uh, and uh, the one situation that stuck out with me um, was um, my battle with asthma throughout my life. 
um, now it's not really a problem. Um, but uh, from the moment I was born, I just was like a sickly kid. I was always in the hospital and whatnot. When I was born, I was in an incubator, I was premature. And then from the ages of one to probably 17, 18, I every year spent at least two weeks, a month in the hospital battling, you know, asthma and complications from asthma and, you know, a whole bunch of, whole bunch of different issues. Um, so, but when I was 16, it was a really, uh, it was a big one. Um, so hanging out with my friends, um, you know, I kind of had an asthma attack and I was just kind of just trying to manage it. And so I went home and for a few days I was, um, you know, just in my room, um, you know, using a nebulizer, just trying to take care of it on my own because I felt like I was getting older and I didn't feel like I needed to go to the hospital. Um, but eventually, you know, like I think it was day four, <coughs> I told my mom, I was like, hey, I think we need to go. So um, I remember going to the hospital and um, long story short, I guess, um, as far as that goes, um, I ended up going to the hospital and um, my lungs collapsed, um, so I had uh, chest tubes, you know, in my lungs breathing for me. I was intubated. Um, I've been intubated like three or four times in my life. Um, and this time I was intubated and they put me under, in an induced coma. I was in a coma for a month and um, they it didn't look good. The nurses and the doctors were telling my parents it's probably not going to go well. Um, you know, from uh, from what I was told, that you know, funeral arrangement conversations were beginning because the doctor was not hopeful. Um, but uh, by the grace of God, um, you know, I come out of the coma um, after a month, still on the ventilator, but I'm alive. So uh, thank God. And um, I come to, and like I want to get up. And so I come to, and I look at my legs, and I tell my legs to move, and they don't move. And I try to lift my arm, and I can't lift it. And um, I, I start pressing the button for the nurse. I'm like, yo, something's going on here. Um, and she said, yeah, your muscles developed atrophy so uh, for not moving for a month. So you're gonna have to relearn how to walk again and, and do all those things again. Um, so it was another, you know, almost two month journey um, to learn how to walk again. You know, I started out in a wheelchair and I remember graduating from the wheelchair to a walker, and graduating to a walker with wheels and then a cane. And then I was able to finally walk again. And, um, you know, I just look back on it as my life, as far as that goes, as the enemy um, has always, um, you know, tried to get at me, but the Lord has always kept me. And um, selfishly throughout my life, even with that testimony, I've kind of run from the Lord. But, um, you know, like, you know, reckless love today is so appropriate because, you know, you know, that line where he's chasing me down, he fights till I'm found. Um, that's been the story of my life. Literally run from God. Sometimes I feel like Jonah and he'll tell me to do something and I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that because they deserve what they're going to get and I don't want to pray for them. And um, <laughs> because I know you're a good God, I know you're slow to anger and abounding in love. And if I pray for them, you just might bless them. And I don't want that. <laughs> All right, Jonah. <laughs> right? So um, I know I'm the only one who's ever had those thoughts. So, you know. But, uh, you know, he will really chase you down. And if he has a purpose for you and a plan, which God has revealed to me over the years in my life, um, you, you're not going to be able to get away. So good luck trying. Uh, but he's going to tackle you down eventually and make you obey and do what he wants you to do because his plan is perfect, and um, 
And, uh, you know, unfortunately, if you don't want to participate in this plan, somebody else will, and you'll miss the opportunity. Um, so I'm just grateful um, that the Lord has kept chasing me uh, because now I, you know, have the realization that I am a new creation. And all those things that I thought I couldn't do, I was right. I can't do them. But the Christ that lives in me can. Amen. And when we have that perspective, um, we're, we're pretty invincible. And, um, you know, I just give glory to God Come for, uh, for saving me. It's yeah. awesome. Can we get uh, our hosts to come back up so we can close this thing out? We had some amazing testimonies. And, and I, as she's coming, I want to leave you personally with this. Read Psalm 78, specifically verses 5 through 10. That's your homework. Read 78, 5 through 10. The testimony of what God did is intended to help you to remember what he's done so that you'll trust him today and for what he's going to do. Over and over, Israel forgot what he did. They forgot the testimony. And because they forgot, they rebelled. And they turned their back. And 78, 9, or 8 or 9 even says they are armed. The Ephraimites were armed for battle. But because they forgot what he'd done, they were armed for what it takes for victory. They turned their back and walked away. That's how important testimony is. Share what God's done in your life. Listen to what God's done in other, ones, other people's life. Let it encourage your faith so that you don't turn back on the day of battle. Amen? Wonderful. Thank you for tuning in today to the Real Church Podcast. I pray that you walk away from today encouraged with a deeper understanding of how much God loves you. If you'd like to connect with us, we can't wait to reach out to you and pray for you. You can go to www.realchurch.us slash connect. And then also, if you would like to give to what God is doing in and through our ministry, you can do so at www.realchurch.us giving, or you can text any amount to 84321, and then just search in the link that comes up, search for Real Church or God bless you, and the best is yet to come.